Hello, everyone. I'm Steven, here with the Everything and All podcast. Not really about music, <laughs> even though I'm a musician. Uh, it's about what music is about and what it should be about. And that can vary, that can be for different people, different things. But fundamentally, life, art, creativity, it's derived from relationships. It's derived from connection. It's derived from really embodying the person you want to be and can be. Uh, so that's what this is about. I'm here with Chris Grimes. He is a Sacred Sons Men's Circle facilitator. Uh, he has been sort of a catalyst in my life, starting the Men's Circle here in Tucson, which has honestly been very personally fulfilling. And I just want to welcome you on. Thank you for being here. And I couldn't, couldn't be more grateful. Yeah. Dude, thanks for having me. In. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. And I love everything you're all about. Um, your music is just... Another level, <laughs> and yeah, so just who you are as a person is another level. Oh. <laughs> just like, I don't even know what it is, but I love it, and I'm all about it. I, th- I think we're both, uh, yeah. we both feel that mutually. Yeah. Um, I would like to explore a little bit about how you got into men's work. You, yeah. We don't have to go through your whole story, whatever you're comfortable sharing, yeah. but just briefly, why is this work important for you, mm. and then more broadly, and then how did you make your way into it? Yeah, to the role you see yourself in now. Yeah, um, I feel men's work has always kind of been a part of my life, even within the evangelical church that I grew up in, um, and probably somewhere in my mid twenties, it was a time where I started leading men's Bible studies. Okay, um, that changed after I uh, left the church about four years ago ish. Um, and I kind of stepped away from leadership for, like, a while. I was just, after I left the church, I was reevaluating my life. Like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, the question of who big, am big I? Question, yeah. And I, I left the church. Um, I mean, there was a lot of times where, I, I think for a whole year, where new questions and new doubts, yeah. and even, even, like, depression kicked in. There was a time where me and my wife... I think it was like a year that we left the church and we went on this big road trip for like three weeks and we had a blast. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like uh we we did a road trip and we hit all these major cities. It was like mm-hmm. we, went, we stepped in uh, somewhere in New Mexico, we were in Austin, Texas, okay. went to New Orleans, okay, oh, all the places. Yeah. Went to Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Asheville, North Carolina, okay. and then headed away back for three weeks and I came away with so much like excitement about life. Mm-hmm. But then so sad and depressed afterwards because I realized I didn't have it in Tucson. Yeah, yeah. And didn't have what exactly? That excitement of novelty or that so, freedom, that flow? So when I, there's something about walking into a, I, I'm a city guy. Okay. okay. I, and it, it's, there's people that are nature people. And I love the nature. I really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. But there's something about a city that like makes me come alive. Okay. Like especially when you go to a city and you see. Yeah, an opportunity. Like yeah. businesses and like mm-hmm. coffee shops and like music and like restaurants and, and bars and there's a bit like there's this craft in this community mm-hmm. sometimes. You like I'm I'm really good at seeing the community within the city. Okay. And especially if I sometimes you see a city that's like doesn't have it, right? Yeah. But then there's there's some leaders within that city that are doing things. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're small, but somehow Mariah and I, my wife, like, we would somehow come across people in other cities, like, connect with them, and... That were doing that kind of... They were doing something, like, whether they were doing yoga stuff, and, like, trying to get community 
together, or it was like, I think we met some a uh, couple of breweries. There were some really cool mm-hmm. things. It wasn't just like we're this place that uh, just us. We're kicking everybody out. Let's like let's bring other businesses a part of our yeah. business yeah. to create this community. And so, anyways, I I, I left all of this excitement of what was going on in these other cities that I came to Tucson and it was like, I left this church that I thought maybe there was something that we're trying to create mm-hmm. within our city mm-hmm. and left it. And now I'm here by myself and saying, what now? And where do you belong? Where do I belong? Yeah. yeah. Or what can you start sort of thing? And what can I start? And it was, dude, it was like, man, brutal. A brutal couple of years. Yeah. It was brutal because like, also it was questioning like, if I leave the church, do I still have this relationship with God on my mm-hmm. own? Is it still the same? And more like, is it possible or is it? No, like, I guess it was, I was asking myself, like, because, you know, within the church, people say, don't leave the church because then you'll lose it. Or uh, people say, well, once you leave it, then, then did you really? I don't know. There's a sense of, I thought, like, there is this bubble within a system of like a community, right? Yeah. They all believe the same thing. But when you're in that community of, of hundreds of people who believe in the similar things, mm-hmm. dude, it's like an affirmation yeah. of like, believe this, well, believe this. It's how it keeps the whole thing together, yeah. right? Because it's, it's a system of values uh-huh. along which each person orients themselves. Mm-hmm. And if those don't line up, if those have conflicts, uh, if there's too much boundary testing, then it, the whole thing's gonna fall apart. Yeah. yeah, and so when you're someone that's just been doubting that, mm-hmm. that's that's not good, right? Yeah, no, no one's not going to be a fan. <laughs> yeah, be a fan. that disrupts it. Mm-hmm. So I, I walk away and, I, and say, I still believe in a lot of these core things. There's just mm-hmm. a, my vision's totally different. Yeah, and so I walk away here and say, do I do I believe in some of these core things? Mm-hmm. And then it was also, but do I even really have a relationship with God, or were these people affirming me in it so much mm-hmm. that I thought that I had? Mmm, that's a giant mindfuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a giant mindfuck. Because <laughs> um, I really wanted to know. I, yeah. I, I, it's, it's like this thing of, if we want to talk about the Bible itself, mm-hmm. um, I see people like Moses. Yeah, Moses had an experience, and there was this, this burning bush, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. where God came and spoke to him. Yeah. And he had this amazing God-divine experience mm-hmm. where he experienced God. Yeah. Nobody showed him a text. Nobody affirmed it. Yeah. It was like it was direct experience. His direct experience, yeah. and there was no denial in that. Mm-hmm. It was his own, mm-hmm. yeah. his own faith. Yeah. And so, I come out asking the same question: Is do I have this? Mm-hmm. And I did come away and realize I did have it. Okay. But it was becoming something different. It was shaping. Okay. Somewhere different. Do you feel like that relationship you had was stifled or limited? By anything, or do you feel like it was to the same extent as a figure like Moses? I mean, it's a very dramatic story, and there's a lot of yeah. I, mean, I don't want, I won't go through all that. Okay. But there, there's a lot. I have a lot of like. If you want to go through my origin story of, of finding God, mm-hmm. I I would say most of the experiences I have I've had with God, even when I was in the church, were outside of church. Okay. Like the most like powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I even, but then also just even when I'm outside of church. A year later, I'm still questioning, is it, was it just because I was in this yeah. community? Yeah. yeah. So then I'm here, and I'm like, no, I do have it, but the community is not the community I want. Mm-hmm. The one that I left. 
or something. it's not living from that place. From yeah, the there's there's it. something else, you know. Like there has to be something else. Like I believe in. I believe so strongly <laughs> that there, like I said, I, I, there's a thing. I walk in a city and I see this community. I feel. I believe so strongly that even within this message of Jesus, like He came on this earth. You know, I'm just talking about my love for, for Jesus himself, who he was. Yeah, no, just go for it. But, like, he was this person who came on earth, whether you, whether you believe he was God himself or a prophet, but he was down on earth, mm-hmm. and the community gathered around him yeah. because he, was, he brought some healing experience, yeah. some kind of love. There was something magnetic. That, something magnetic, yeah. yeah that, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted that thing. Mm. And somehow I'm in this church and we talk about it that this is what we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> let's listen, let's admit yeah. that. Yeah. Like yeah. let's admit we don't have that. Mm-hmm. And let's not be okay with it. Yeah. Well maybe yeah. be okay with that like shit, we're finally aware that we don't have that. Yes. So you don't need the self judgment, but well, yeah. yeah, like, it, instead of just sitting in the pews and talking about bringing this community together, bringing this connection, this love, this communication, actually doing it, actually manifesting it. Yeah. Instead of just, just talking about it. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm where are we going with this? So, so the, the sense of me coming to doing men's work. Mm-hmm. So, basically for a, year, for a number of years, I stepped away from leadership, and, and I think it's only been since last year uh, I, I started started doing a lot of uh, things with home brewing. So I started brewing a lot of beer. Like, this is sometime after the church, after I left the church. This is after, this is after the road trip. After the okay. road trip, I had, like, an experience, another God experience, where just, this was very painful, very, like, like, I feel like I needed to let go of something. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I let go of something, and it was, like, entering this world of exploring something new. Mm-hmm. And so... What did I decide? I don't know why, but I picked homebrew. Okay. And I, and I think one of the reasons was is because there was nobody within my family mm-hmm. who were about beer. They actually okay. thought it was a sin to drink beer. Oh, okay. So there's like... I, I think there's a little bit of like a rebellion. Yeah, there was a little rebellion. There, was, okay. there wasn't a lot of people who were like, yes, Chris, do this. We support you, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to do this. And it's for myself. Mm-hmm. It's not for my upbringing. It's not for something I have to do. It's something yeah. I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I chose this thing. But another, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, <laughs> but another component of choosing brewing is like, mm-hmm. it's inherently a communal activity. Yes. Right? Like that, that can have, you can bring that aspect of bringing people together under one umbrella because people, oh, we're going to come drink together. We're going to loosen up together. I, I would say yes and no. Okay. I, I would say I meet a lot of homebrewers who, Brew for themselves. Okay. Okay. Um, which is okay. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, and probably for you, it's like creative outlet. Like mm. if you, well, for, let's say me, yeah. when I when I create something, I can't keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. I have to give it to the world. I have to. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm not satisfied. Like, mm-hmm. like most of my like I would I would tell everyone today like ninety five percent of my beer that I brew. 
Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't. Like, I probably drink a few of my beers. <laughs> and the rest of them, like, yeah, I never didn't really drink any more of that. And but you tried it. Like, yeah, I tried it. And everyone was like, that was so good. And I was like, yeah, it was good. Well, you know, I'm here for the creativity. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so. That's really cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I ended up creating this community within that. Like, I would end up. We, I started with like 30 people, came my first one. Okay. And some of them were my, my friends. Yeah. And then after that, it got to like a year later, almost 100 people mm. were in my backyard. Mm. And like 50% of the people I didn't even know. Did you have enough beer? I, sometimes I would run out. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I started to brew, like, I set this goal, uh, I think it was like my first year of brewing, that I was going to brew once a week for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Like every, every week, I was going to brew something. Let's just go on a little bit tangent for a because I'm curious, because this, this is a creative yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, it, it, just like music, just like any sort of art, like there's mm-hmm. a skill involved, there's yeah. an aspect of like, okay, let me tinker with this to make something new. So, when you say brewing every week, what does that mean? What does it look like? So, I would brew a five-gallon batch. Okay. And it would always be some different style, I would use different, whatever, different spices and fruits, I would try something new, okay. and I, I, I love flavors. Yeah. And um, I love like pairing flavors, mm-hmm. so it was like times where I would discover something like the the flavor bible, and I would like, oh mm-hmm. sweet, I'm gonna look at this <laughs> and try to pair different like things. Like, oh, this grows here, this grows there. These these flavors can like go really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, or like, oh, this is a cool fruit I've never like seen before. Yeah. Let's put this in my beer. You yeah. know? And people thought that was awesome because mm-hmm. like, I mean, yes, there's. There's a decent amount of craft breweries that are doing that, but a lot of like home brewers usually do standard beers. Okay. So okay. like people are like, you're Chris, you're like on another level. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And and so, a long story short, I I, I created this community, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Mariah was a big supporter in it, and she Mariah, you're right. My wife, yeah. yeah. Uh, she basically like was really good at marketing, helping market it. Mm-hmm. And she'd bring people, so we, I don't know, people would come, and they were like, I don't know what it is, but like, I've done parties, and I've done things, and there's always like, this negative energy, but something about mm. it is, there's like this good energy you guys have here. Like, numbers of people would, would tell us that. And, okay. and I'm like, I don't know what it is, we just care about people, mm. and we just want people to like, enjoy life with us. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I, I walked away from the church doing all these serious things, and I'm just doing something fun for myself, yeah. and now, I think just automatically, who I am as a person, it's just coming out. Yeah. And people are just feeling attracted to it. Yeah. You know? No, I, I think that taking that meta is, like, mm-hmm. whenever that's the case, yeah. this happens, right? It's like, whenever you can just let go of the shit, all the different ways you're holding yourself back, mm-hmm. and you can just express yourself... Yeah, everyone has their quirks, everyone has their weirdness. Yeah. That's part of the fun. <laughs> That's part of the fun. But like, and then to form this thing where it's inherently just a lighthearted yeah. endeavor. Like everyone's coming, try beer, have a mm-hmm. good time together. Of course it's going to be positive. Yeah. Of course they're going to be drawn to it. Of course they're yeah. probably going to want to throw some money at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did that and I did, and I mean, I'm still at this point still kind of doing that, not as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but... While I was doing that, I met a lot of creative people mm-hmm. doing other creative things, like photographers and like musicians, 
just other creative people because now they see me as a creative local mm -hmm. in Tucson, mm -hmm. you know? Like, also, I was getting a name for myself where yeah. I, would, I would be walking downtown and be like, oh, yeah, like, I was at the Grimes party. Because Cedar DeGrimes is the name of the, okay. the yeah. home group. Okay. Uh, it's on Instagram. Just yeah, a little no, shout I, out. Follow that one. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'd run people all the time. They'd be like, hey, like, oh, so you're thinking? I'd be like, dude, I'm sorry, but I don't remember yeah, <laughs> seeing you. Because there was, like, yeah. so many people, and I'm, I'm behind the bar. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's like, this awesome bar out of pallets. That's cool. That's with pallets. Cool. And so I'm like back there just pouring all these beers mm -hmm. constantly that my interaction with people are very short. Yeah. But um, so I, I, I created like this community and I met a lot of creative people. And last year, come back to the men's, men's yeah, <laughs> making our way back. <laughs> um, last year, I, I, something I felt like I wanted to do something deeper. Okay. And I've always wanted to feel, I, I, was, I was kind of messing with things here and there. Like I did some blogs, I did some things where I was trying to maybe like maybe I should start like my own, my own home church. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Just like really, I don't know. My views were changing definitely in the last three or four years. Yeah, like a lot of transformation. Yeah, lots of transformation. Um, and then, so I basically got a bunch of guys and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna get all the creative people and we're gonna start a book." Okay. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. So, I, that, and I was like, I don't really want to be the leader of it. Because there, there was like, this fear of stepping back into like, hey, check uh, me out. Okay. I know this information. I'm trying to lead us in something. Mm, okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. But, but there's a sense, but I still want this community. I want, some, I want a community of friends who are like, you can be vulnerable and I can be vulnerable and we yeah. can go somewhere deep. Yeah. Right? That's what I, that's what I really want. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to tell these guys Right away, <laughs> try to <laughs> bypass that, that conversation and just yeah. work its way into the book club and try yeah. to happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, we we had it. There was like I think over twelve guys that came to the first mm -hmm. book club, and um, I think I even shared that I wanted to go deeper. And I said, I don't know where this is going, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping we go to a place where like we learn to be better human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like and so we read a. Uh, Basically, I think the first book we read was uh, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Okay. Um, and that was a small book, and we read through it pretty fast. But it was it was good. It was simple. Mm -hmm. it was, and the whole thing was like, I said, the book's an excuse for us just to like come together. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, so that was like my, kind of my next step. Mm -hmm. And so we read two books after that. And then somewhere, I can't remember, I think it was like, March of last year, um, we, we some guy was like, I want to read a book on masculinity. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know more about that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to, I, I know a lot of Christian books, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to read any of that. Mm -hmm. I, but I don't know any just like books. Yeah. And so I had a friend named Ricky uh, who is just like super good researcher. Okay. He's like, oh, I got this. I'm going to yeah. research it. I'm going to find it. Yeah. And he went, he researched and like brought all these options. Like, I found like, this is the top like, I think seven or eight books you need to read on yeah, yeah. Uh, healthy masculinity. Mm -hmm. And so, we picked one and that was The Archetypes. The Four Archetypes. Okay. Okay. Uh, which was the King, Warrior, Lover, Magician. Okay. Um, I think it's like, yeah, King, Warrior, Lover, Magician um, of Healthy Masculinity or something like okay. that. Um, 
So anyway, that was that was the, the first book we read on masculinity, and it blew our fucking minds. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Did we, you guys read The Way of the Superior Man? We did not. Yeah, that was on the list, though. Okay. That was okay. on the that list. That one is... Yeah? Superb. Okay. Really superb. I did, one caveat about that book, though, is like, I mean, the main message is, as a man, the best thing you can do for yourself and everyone mm-hmm. you interact with is to deeply honor your expression. Yeah. And to go for it and to pursue that, whatever that may be, and then to lead within that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there can be this character of like, shit, I'm not a man if I'm not this conscious, present, yeah. like, purposeful, action-driven guy 100% of the time. It's like, no one is that. We're the yeah. full spectrum. There's the weak moments, there's the strong moments. Yeah. So that, that's the one thing I've had to like inject into my own interpretation of that book. But, but as a whole, like, it's been... It's, it's one, I haven't read a whole lot of books on like spiritual masculinity or like this, but mm-hmm. that one in particular I've read probably like four times. Okay. Just oh. like, over the past year and a half. Oh, like, like, it's a, send it my way. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's, it's very, very good. Yeah. Okay, but so you have this book club. This yeah. blows your mind. Yeah, the archetypes. There's like, there something about it where it was like, it was a new world. Like, mm-hmm. these archetypes, I've never heard of it. It's, yeah. it's through, like, used through mythology. Mm-hmm. Like, it's through ages these, these archetypes have been used. And it's like, it's, it's, it's something where it's like, okay, this is a... A tradition throughout ages, and it's cross-cultural. Yes, yeah, cross-cultural. Like these patterns show up. Yeah, like these patterns of behavior and ways of showing up in the world. And I was like, I don't know this that much, but I would love to learn more. Mm-hmm. So there was a sense I want to learn more. And so I read, I read another book called Iron John, okay. um, Robert Bly, and that was another book that blew, probably even blew my mind even more. Okay, okay. Um, but I, mean, I want to go to that book. But the, the first book was like, okay, this is something. And was it something that? tapped into a thing you didn't realize was important to you, or you didn't realize you wanted it, to work on? It tapped into me, because I read, I, I read a lot of books in the evangelical Christ, Christian world uh, about masculinity, and there was some there was some good stuff mm-hmm. within it, but it was only within this biblical world, Yeah, right? Biblical and they would even sometimes, like, okay, we're going to go a little edge and go a little further, <laughs> and uh, some people didn't like it, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. But I was always like, oh, sweet, I like this kind of edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, I think there was something where, I don't know, also, I'm with another group of friends in this, in this club that aren't, I don't identify as Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So, I guess there was a sense of, okay, like, what I, even when, when I was in the church, there was a big part of me, I didn't really care so much about the people within the church, I cared about the people outside of the church. Okay. In like a way of yeah. Just well, I mean, there's. I think there was probably one part of it was like, okay, like their salvation. Yeah. Like, there's like, this, up, there's this upbringing yeah. of like they need to be saved. Mm-hmm. But even I would say there's something deeper within me as a as an individual person mm-hmm. who was just like, I was the one person who was like, okay, guys, I'm gonna go uh, evangelize over here. I'm gonna go do this, and it was like there was. Things I did wrong within it, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but there was also my heart really cared, mm-hmm. you know. And then also there was lots of other things I would like. Just the way I would meet meet a friend uh, for like a year and a half, like went to the park on Stone and Speedway mm-hmm. with all the homeless mm-hmm. gathered, mm-hmm. 
And like we weekly would go and get pizza and just hang out with them. Just hang out or talk about the church or we would just like you said, we're just gonna hang out with them. Okay. And then if it comes up, it comes up. And a lot of times it did come up, yeah. you know. Um, but there was a sense of like I always wanted to get the people within the church to get outside of this bubble and meet actual people. Yeah. Right? Because as soon as you draw that boundary of like, okay, here's our belief system, here's the church. Yeah. Everything outside of that is not the church. Mm-hmm. You just separate it. It's yeah. cause a division and, and people aren't interacting in their full conscious presence with each other because they're coming with this thing of like, you believe something fundamentally different than I do. Yes, right, so, yes. Yeah. And I think because I was that kind of person from somewhere far in the beginning, mm-hmm. like my, maybe like in my in my teens, okay. like I was the rebel <laughs> within my church. <laughs> yeah. Like I was the person who was like, oh, there's Chris Gillan doing that. Mm-hmm. But they always saw me as like, he's this this rebel, like, but he's also this Christian for us. Like, we, okay, yeah, we support like, him. Ultimately, he's about the same. We got it, so. and he's doing these crazy things. Um, <laughs> but where am I going with this? Oh, so like here I am with these with these people that I actually, I actually want to hang out because like, and I, and I probably was still going through this thing of like, still thinking, okay, well I don't know what I think about heaven and hell right now, mm-hmm. but I do. St- all I know is I want to like, I want to be around people, and there has to be something more mm-hmm. than just these people being Christian. Right? Well, no, just like just these people outside the Christian world that I need to like save. There has to be something okay. more than that calling. Okay. Like, they're human beings, mm-hmm. just like me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and they feel fundamentally the same. And, they, and, and yeah. like, one of the more I get to know them, we're pretty much the light. Yeah, like, <laughs> pretty much the same. We're ne- like, he, I'm not better than him, mm-hmm. and he's not better than me, mm-hmm. and I don't have things more figured out than he does. Yeah, and, and, the, and the only thing to justify any idea to the contrary yeah. would be, honestly, just arbitrary. Right, yeah. and be like, okay, I'm paying attention to this doctrine or this way of yeah. this set of beliefs that says I'm somehow more redeemed or more reconciled than another. When in mm-hmm. actuality, if you just interact with people, cut all the bullshit, let's just yeah. show up without any preconceived notions. It's like, oh, yeah, we're like almost the same. <laughs> so, so maybe in a sense, I so I read this book, and what I what I got from it, uh-huh. like the biggest thing was like, there is healing. Mm. No matter what mm-hmm. you fucking believe. Yeah. Yeah. And something about that was like, I want to know more. Mm-hmm. Did that also. <laughs> the undercurrent I'm sort of picking up on here is like, yeah. you're seeing that maybe even the beautiful things and the laudable things that you gained and saw within the church yeah. were deeper than the church. Yes. Right? Like it went deeper, it went to the human aspect and yeah. beyond the human. Right. Like, there's something deeper. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's, I mean, there, we can talk, I can go talk all day about like those certain beliefs of the church. Yeah. I, I'm not because there's just so many things. <laughs> that I know. But I, I, I just there, there's, I don't, I don't know. It can't be this. Even even within the church, right? They use the word healing, right? Mm-hmm. They use the word salvation. Most people don't feel healing, healed. Yeah. Or feel salvation. Yeah. No, most people walking into church, and some some do. Yeah. Like my mom get, personally gets some amount of solace yeah. from like she's Catholic. She goes to church. She also holds it loosely in a lot of ways. And yeah. just really enjoys the relationship to the teachings. But yeah. I don't think most people are walking in there. Most people are walking in there, however they're walking in there, probably yeah. doled from the mundane reality of yeah. life. But walking out, they're not exactly uplifted. They're not in this different space. Yeah. Let me correct myself. Okay. 
I would, that's not true. Like, there's people who would say, yes, they feel ill, they feel salvation. I mean, from what I read in Scripture, read in the Bible, the healing that's talked about in there, I don't see that. Okay. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. The thing, so that that, makes the, thing the thing that everyone's, uh, the preacher's talking about on the, the pulpit and saying, Jesus did this, he healed these things, and I'm like, no one's, we're not experiencing that. Yeah, like, why is he, why that did not now? <laughs> there's so many other questions. Yeah, yeah and, and so, now I'm reading this book, I'm saying, there's something more, and it, I think it's maybe tapping into something more, because mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the thing that I've been told my whole life, yeah, and I feel like I never really got that. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking for it, mm-hmm. you know. Hence the men's work. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. so here we are. We're coming. We're coming close to the end. <laughs> so then, um, I'm on Instagram. But there's other things too. Actually, like I did experience some healing, like a couple years later through another okay. mentor and other stuff that were like. Mm-hmm. Pretty powerful stuff, and it wasn't in the Christian world. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. Okay. But there was sense of this community, mm-hmm. like the community, and there's community healing. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you can get healed individually by, like, let's say, plant medicine, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots of things that you can do on your own yeah. to find healing. Yeah. But like together in a community, mm-hmm. that's the that's like the Holy grail. Do you think both <laughs> are needed? Yeah, yeah. Do you think do you think both are needed? Yes. Or do you okay. Both okay. are needed. Yeah. But but I feel like the 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 community aspect of healing is the most rarest because we see that today that there's so much conflict. There's so much mm-hmm. nobody can come together because there's disagreements and it's like no one's on the same page and there's beliefs or there's ego or there's power. There's, no, there's so yeah, many yeah, things yeah. that disrupted, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, I'm scrolling on Instagram. I think I was following Sacred Sons, okay. or like somehow I came across something. Or Mariah, my my wife, she saw something about the saw found them, okay. and then told me about them like maybe six months before. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It seemed kind of like. I don't know. Too intense. Too yeah, rude. some like more Burning Man kind of yeah, kind yeah. of group that I'm not. I don't know if I'm into you mm-hmm. know yet. And so then uh, they they post there. There's a post and it talked about the archetypes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit! Like, like these guys are hip to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> archetypes. And so I heard the post. There was an, a retreat coming up, mm-hmm. and I saw it, and I was like, I want to know about the archetypes more. These guys are offering. Teach about mm-hmm. archetypes in some way. There was in like, a communal setting. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was like, this is what the thing we're gonna address: mm-hmm. the archetypes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm in. And within that day, I told my wife, I'm gonna buy a ticket. <laughs> I bought a ticket, and I was in. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, was she doing the women's circles yeah. at that point? Okay, so you were familiar with the concept of men's circles. I never, I've never, so Mariah has done uh, women's circles for like, oh my goodness, man, I feel like a long time, three years, three okay. years-ish, okay. and so, I mean, she, she asked me like, a number of times I should do men's circles, mm-hmm. she's like, Chris, you can do and, this, <laughs> and since my fear of like, 
being in leadership mm, was just yeah. like, no, like, who am I? To I, would, like, I would love to parse that out more too at some point. Yeah. Like, this whole thing of like being afraid to step into mm, the leadership role yeah. and into your full capacity. Because it, it's like, it's this thing of, it, it, you know fundamentally, and you have, you have good intentions with it, you have like, it, ultimately it's not about me. I don't want this like ego aspect of it. Yeah. But someone has to step up. Someone has to start something. I know. And everyone can then step up together, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, it, it, yeah, there's, there's, there's this fear, you know? And so I just like, now nah, brush it off. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know how it look like. And another thing, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in that role. Yeah. And so. Were you scared of the vulnerable aspect of the circle or were you? you I was scared to lead. Okay. Like, so the leading was the main thing. And I, I want to, I want to bring it down to, I, I just really, in my heart, wanted to be initiated. What do you mean by that? So coming from. This this boy, who was within this church, mm-hmm. I was in a sense this person who was rising up to be a leader, and mm-hmm. I always felt like I was on equal levels with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's some little small parts of initiation with along the way, but I never, I always feel like I was the one pushing the boundaries. I was the one calling to let's go forward, mm-hmm. let's move forward. Mm-hmm let's do more and there was no one in front of me doing that and saying Chris you're in the right path yeah yeah keep I'm gonna, I'm gonna initiate you into the next step so it's almost like it was, it was a lack of um, another way to put it is the coming of age right? yeah a ceremonial aspect of like okay you can do it yeah you can step up yeah the you it's basically yeah. the hero's journey yeah right yeah. like I, I, I guess accepting the call yeah I wanted just to be I really wanted to be initiated to step back into leadership mm-hmm. I think that's what I desperately wanted okay did I think that was going to happen I had no idea yeah probably didn't think it was going to happen <laughs> because there was also this fear that like who wants to initiate me no one's ever wanted mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. I've always been so alone yeah I've been the lone wolf there's part of me that's proud of it for a long time. Yeah. You know? Because you can get stuff done on your own, like, to a remarkable extent. And yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm competent. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's, a, that's a good feeling, but ultimately wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and people would sometimes, like, when I do things as a lone wolf, people would be like, oh, Chris, you're doing it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And they would support me from afar, but I was still by myself yeah. doing it, you know? Um, so there was that initiation. So, um, I ended up going to the Sacred Sons Retreat in the, uh, last summer, um, and it was amazing. Yeah, like it was. It was. Can you parse out that experience a little bit? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen videos for sure. But, I mean, I will. I will share as much as I can. I'll think I can share. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but there was a group of twenty-five people that went, and when I went, like most of the guys, they just saw it on Instagram and they were there. Like, yeah. nobody even knew what they were getting themselves into. <laughs> and so, like, like, there, was a, there was a sense of, like, okay, I guess I'm in the right place. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not the only one who doesn't know anybody here, yeah. and I'm just yeah. in it. So, there was a little bit of, like, relief with that. Well, um, the beautiful part about that, and, the, yeah. and I just want to interject because it's, it's what I'm feeling and seeing within mm-hmm. what's happening here in Tucson. Yeah. It's like, sure, you don't know anyone who's here. You don't even necessarily know what the fuck you're going to do. <laughs> But you're showing up with the intention yeah. to support other people mm-hmm. unconditionally. And when everyone shows up to do that, yeah. 
you're bound to have something just amazing happen within mm. the context of the vulnerability, within the context of support itself. Yeah. Um, I think that is sort of the underlying thing there, which makes it so fruitful. But yeah. Continue. Yeah. So I think going from that, that was that was a good feeling, and then from that uh, we had the triad, the, the three. The three men who uh, started Sacred Sons, they yeah, were there, yeah. and I, I, they're, they're leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was some sense or uh, something I was projecting onto them as, mm -hmm. okay, yes, they're leaders, and, I, and they have awesome pictures of themselves on Instagram, yeah. <laughs> and it's badass, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're not approachable. Like, okay. like I've, I've met a lot of men, with, even within my church circles, mm -hmm. and like, to really, like, have a relationship with them, mm -hmm. it's a challenge. You have to really go out of your way. And you think it's that like um, hierarchical discrepancy? Like uh, I'm I think it's, I think it's a natural thing. I think it happens on in like pretty much any society, in a lot of cultures. Mm -hmm. And I society, but yeah, it happens a lot in a lot of cultures. And so I think I didn't like that. Like there was a part of me that anybody who I had to like fight my way to get up to, I was like, fuck that. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do that. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm gonna be a lone wolf. Yeah, you like, know they think their shit doesn't stink or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so when I saw the guys, there, there was this like, this doubt that like of uh, these guys, you know. Well, I don't you know. I, I guess it was sense like I almost expected them to be mm -hmm. that approachable. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but the way those three just flowed, like even within the three, like there was like this equality. That I've never seen. Mm. What that I, I was like, wait, who's who's in charge? Like, mm -hmm. who's the main guy? Yeah. Out of these three, like that was that was like, which is a rare thing, I think, in the context of yeah. how masculinity is usually considered, right? Like, mm -hmm. and of course, that's why you then bring in this conception of these guys aren't going to be approachable. They have these dramatic pictures on yeah. social media. They look so badass. Whatever. It's like, yeah. no, they're just dudes. They're just dudes. They're just wise dudes. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Ready to share the healing. Yeah. Exactly. And so. That that's probably that was probably the most like impactful thing. Okay. Seeing these men lead in such a way to where at the end of the retreat I was like I even came up to him and I was like, guys, I've never seen leadership mm. like this. Mm. Even in my own circles. Like like I yeah. give all like, <laughs> respect to you. Yeah. You know, like whatever you're doing, I want to be a part of. Mm. Like there was this sense of, like I want to like almost saying I want to be initiated by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is what I've been looking for, and because they're doing the things and achieving results that you want. Yeah. So these are the people you need to fucking look towards, and I think that's one thing we don't appreciate enough. It's like, why the fuck do we take people's advice mm. when we don't want their results? Yes. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a it's a clusterfuck. But okay, so so you're feeling or you're wanting to be be initiated by these guys. Well, I want to be initiated by them, but also, you know, I'm also seeing what's happening too. Like men, I see are being healed by not just. It's not like the end of like these three men are coming, or one of the guys is coming from these three and saying, like, "All right, everybody, watch me heal this guy." You know, like, I'm going to do these cool stuff, this yeah. breath work, and whatever, and my shamanist ways and yeah. um, you know, whatever and, and then he's going to be he's going to be healed and you guys are all going to be in awe mm -hmm. it was like guys come together yeah. we're as a brotherhood as a group mm -hmm. of men we're going to witness our brother here mm -hmm. and see him for who he 
movie. That's movies. powerful as fuck. Yeah. And that, that, that's those pictures, right? Where, like yeah. everyone's got their fucking yeah. arm on one guy. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh, and so and it just got me. I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is this is everything I've been looking for. This is everything <laughs> I want to be a part of. This is this this is everything that I've read in in this Bible. Mm-hmm. You know what? Oh, and the parts of the Bible. Yeah. There's, there's these things where I'm like, this is what I hope there it was. It's true. Mm-hmm. But I've never and it's seen possible. it. Yeah, yeah. And it's possible. I've never seen it, and now I'm I'm witnessing it. Guess what? It's in a whole different. Uh, it's in the fucking <laughs> desert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 that just like blew me away. Um, and I and I left. I left it just being like super stoked and excited, mm-hmm. and not still, but also not sure. Like, what what am I? Where am I going with this? Yeah. Like, how does how do I actually bring this into Tucson? Yeah, and I, and I think there was still even coming back like this, like. Okay, experience this, but then how can I like share this? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like even through social media, I don't even know how to like really share what I experience yeah. and how will people even get it? Yeah, because um, it, it's it's honestly pretty fucking foreign, mm, right? Like yes. it's still, I imagine in twenty years it's going to be very different mm-hmm. because I think things are just increasingly moving faster and faster with the internet, yeah. with technology. But I mean, you post a picture of everyone's arm on one dude; he's yeah. crying in the center, like yeah. That's gonna look like some cult <laughs> shit or something yeah. to a lot of America. Exactly. It would. It's it, like, how do you actually deliver it in a way that's like, oh wait, no, you actually need this, and it's actually what you wanted your entire life. Yeah. And how do you deliver it in that way? Yeah, I mean, but I also would say that there is a lot of men in the younger age that are more drawn to that kind of look sure. and work, sure. um, which is that's why us, like people yeah. like me, was yeah. in a sense. Well, I was drawn to what they were doing, mm-hmm. necessarily the look. But I think the look is also you see you see them right. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing you see them. Yeah. And I think um, we can talk about marketing. Like that's what I'm even trying to to uh, ex- discover. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. What does it really mean to I don't know like get people to notice what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Not because I'm trying to like hey check me out, but like no, there's there's some medicine I'm trying to offer. Yeah. And I want you to like see me. Mm-hmm. Necessarily, you have to like join me. Yeah, but, but at like, least hey, like knows there's something going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where do we want to go? Where do we want to go from here? Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. So, so, you, so you you go to this thing, you go to yeah. convergence, you come back, you're wondering. Oh, how so I, to... I didn't do the convergence yet. Oh, okay. So that wasn't the convergence. No. Yeah. Oh, there's two events. Yes. Okay. So that was that was this this the summer. This, it was in the summer. So it was the retreat. It was the Emax retreat. Okay. Um, it was the uh, body masculine. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. The body masculine experience. Yeah, experience. Yes. Yeah. I paused for it. I was like, "What? Why was that?" <laughs> um, yeah. So then I did that, and then in October they had the convergence, and I saw that they were doing. Uh, well, it was, there was Alpha and Omega, so there was two separate like convergences, mm-hmm. and hopefully, like close to close to three hundred men. I think it was two hundred fifty. Okay. Within both of those weeks, weeks wow. or that whole week, and then there was the facilitator training to lead circles, and I was like, "Sign me up! <laughs> I'm ready. I want to be initiated. I want to do this work, and I want to bring it to Tucson." Yeah. So that was my, I guess, I guess that was that was where pretty, pretty much where it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, was at Convergence and doing the facilitator training 
was knowing that I'm going to bring this to Tucson. And I think from the beginning, even before I got there, I knew after I was done with that training, I was going to bring it. Like there was no doubt in my mind. Like, like that people were going to show up and that was going to be a successful like, thing. I don't know. I just, I just knew it. Like I'm going to bring it and people are going to show up. Okay. Because this is everything that I I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. So right. <laughs> so right. And I mean, so obviously that has in many ways happened. Like it's still mm-hmm. in early process. Yeah. But like people are fucking showing up. Yeah. People are walking away like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, holy fuck, this is this potential. And now actually seeing the community and the connection mm-hmm. and the brotherhood and the camaraderie and the understanding instead of just, again, reading in a book or yeah. thinking it's a pipe dream. Yeah. Um, what I'm curious, and we'll maybe just delve into like maybe a broader discussion of masculinity at this point, <laughs> but like, yeah. and maybe the answer is the leadership. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we've talked about. But yeah. what have you learned most about yourself in mm-hmm. leading these men's circles and being initiated into this? role of sorts yeah well I will say when I was doing facilitator training I was triggered like big time by me stepping into a leadership okay there's like Like, a bunch of resistance oh my goodness there was so much resistance how you know it's on spot (laughs) that's where you're supposed to be (laughs) being watched by uh, the trainers Mm -hmm. you know facilitator trainers like Mm -hmm. oh man that brought so much anxiety within me Uh um like, even to the sense where I noticed how I was probably the, the quieter one out of okay. a lot of the, what, 25 guys. Yeah. Like, I was the quieter one where, like, I was, like, hesitant to speak what I needed, wanted to speak. Like, I would say fewer words. I was afraid, like, what if I said it's not right? Like, there was this, all this doubt and question yeah. within my mind when it came to just anything, the training, you know? Um, I mean, I had an amazing time with the brothers, but the actual leadership part mm-hmm. was the hard part. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, like, I, I knew I was going to bring it because there was a sense where no matter what, even if I... You just have to, right? I, like, I, I, it's yeah. like, it's going to have to happen. <laughs> yeah, even if, like, I have these doubts of me being a leader, like, I have to. Like, Tucson needs it so much. I just, like, I just feel it in my bones. Like, all, all these men that I led in the past, like, there's... Some, some I'm still friends with, but I'm like, they need this work. And, I, and I, I'm hoping they, like, see what I'm doing and want to be a part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I just want them to, like, know. Like, mm-hmm. I see them, too. Mm-hmm. And, and you're thinking of them. And I'm thinking yeah. of them. Yeah, you're you're and wanting like, the best I want, of them. Yeah, I want them to, to be a part of, like, something more. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. I, I think doing the first one, I knew it was going to be like a full group as like until everyone like there's going to be 20 guys I know <laughs> not 19 I know for sure and some people would say well what if there isn't like are you like what are you going to do are you sure like, I, was like, I just yeah maybe there won't be but I just I don't have a feeling <laughs> I don't feel like it's going to it's going to be a full full house uh-huh. you know um, and it was it, yeah. it, it was everything I uh, like vision my vision for it mm-hmm. just in action, so yeah. I don't. I don't know what well, more questions. I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 I want to say first of all, like, <laughs> yeah. you've had it hard. You've had. You've struggled to step into this leadership role and to really yeah. like embody that yourself and to really yeah. let that in. 
you've done a fantastic job. Thank you. Like you've done Thank a you. really fucking fantastic job. Yeah. And I don't know when I when I look at things that I sort of take a leading role in or mm. or at some point was very resistant or scared to do so. Yeah. It's like once I finally did, it's a hell of a lot easier than it seems. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's it's just about showing up. Yeah. And the intention and it's like nothing goes perfect and nothing is actually ever as serious as it fucking seems. <laughs> like everything. Especially in, in a group like this, where, where people are showing up to support one another. Yeah. It's like, however it however flows, it'll flow. And we're yeah. just going to keep pouring that intention into it. Well, I guess when it comes to, like, when you find something that you feel so aligned with, you just can't run away from it. No matter how scared you are, no matter how much you're going to fail, Yeah. you know? Like, yeah. no no matter like, how much how much fear, let's, even even, like... We're gonna do. We have two more circles coming up. Like there's still a little fear here. There's still some doubt. Yeah. They, I still have those same struggles. Maybe they're they've like widened down a lot more, mm-hmm. but they're there, right? Yeah. Because like I know it's it's not like the end of my training. Mm-hmm. It's gonna keep. It's gonna keep going. But yeah, that's that's always continuous. Yeah, and I'm gonna be probably in other spaces doing bigger work doing mm-hmm. like what else is there in a sense yeah like where is this inevitably like when we were when we were in the tent yeah <laughs> a few days ago mm-hmm. like we experienced a deeper brotherly love yeah and I didn't know it was going to go there I didn't know that was possible yeah, yeah. but it did <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was it was honestly so beautiful and it's, it's like um for me personally, like, I, in many ways growing up, I feel like I didn't have, my dad's a wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. I look up to him in a lot of ways. Yeah. But there's also so many things where I was like, okay, I want to do this differently. Or I just want to feel differently. I want to live differently. And so I feel like I didn't have a lot of role models, a lot of apparent possibilities right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And similar to this whole thing of you talking about, like, you didn't have someone just stepping into leadership trying and going for it and being okay with the other processes involved with that. Um, and really over the past year, and uh, for me personally, like the past, like 2019, being 21 years old, like it was characterized mm-hmm. by realizing how much I have been and had rejected my own masculinity. Mm-hmm. Or masculinity as a whole and so much of it because of, well, patriarchy, because of the past <laughs> 10,000 yeah. years of yeah. like men with power abusing it, hurting people. Mm-hmm. Whether that be other, way, other men, Women, children, doesn't matter. Yeah. Environment. Uh, the environment's a big one right now, especially. Mm-hmm. But just seeing that, and from a very young age, being like, okay, this is obviously going nowhere. Yeah. This, like, these people at the top doing this shit, they're not winning either. Yeah. Right? They're not fucking happy. They're miserable as hell. And that's why they're taking it out on everyone, rather, whether directly or indirectly. But what, what, what that also turned into was a lack of embodiment. A lack mm-hmm. of just seeing something and going for it. Lack yeah. of expressing myself and a lack of setting proper boundaries. I mean, so much, so much goes into this. And in a lot of ways, I feel like being embodying true masculinity is also embodying just true adulthood, true maturity. Yeah. But I also think you know, there's there's a useful thing between this polarity of masculinity and femininity. But it's like. At the beginning of 2019, I didn't realize that this was going to be character. Like, I had a uh, I had a mushroom trip at the end of 2018. I was going to see her. I was like, okay, I want to... 
I just want to set intentions. I want to see what I can learn from this. And I, I did this like solo wilderness endeavor. Where I just like I took these mushrooms. I went to the fucking woods off trail, <laughs> just just in there. And um, at the end of it, actually after I'd come down, I think I shared this in the tent, but I will share this. For yeah, the podcast. yeah. Anyways, um, I never felt. And again, I had come down from the trip. Well, all I was doing was like, I'm walking shirtless around the woods, tearing dead trees up, just talking. I do a lot of audio journaling, yeah. so I was doing that. And the state that came on was not Stephen. Mm. Okay, it was not how I usually consider myself, how I usually identify myself, move myself. It was something much bigger. It was something far more grounded within earth, within self, and with others. And it was far more serious, not in a way of like, negativity or, or seriousness in that sense, but like sincere. And um, I never quite felt that before. And what, what I now I see that as was like a true ownership and embodiment of masculine presence. That's what I see it as now. And, and so the next year was just this unfolding of like all this shit lining up, whether it be challenges or the successes to like, oh, let me work more into a masculinity. Let me own more of myself. The things I want and I care about, let me stop compromising in all the ways I do and instead just like throw in the fucking bucket. bucket. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me go try something. Uh-huh. It's like there doesn't have to be so much hesitation and judgment in the process. But like, this has been so much of what I needed mm-hmm. and so much of what I've wanted. Um, and I don't think I necessarily knew that either. <laughs> I, I knew like, because alongside that masculinity piece was this like, I want really deep, substantial connections with people. Yeah. You know, I, I've had very serious relationships and long-term relationships in the past and, like, really good friends growing up. But nothing that was like, shit, I recognize the human in me yeah. and you beyond any of the beliefs, beyond any of the culture. Like, fundamentally, we're here in a situation we don't understand. We try to understand it. Yeah. But fundamentally, we don't fucking understand what's going on here in life <laughs> and why we're here. What everything is, like, what the substance is, what, how everything works. It's, like, it's all... A much broader mystery, um, yeah. and something that actually recognized that, and a community that actually recognized that, and maybe not everyone within that is bringing that sort of vision or like um, desire to it. But what I'm seeing is really deep connection, really deep vulnerability, a really profound openness, and just so much love. <laughs> so much love. So much Falling love. out of so many yeah. men. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, you walk around on the street, and you look at like, okay, if I, if I just consider everyone you've interacted with the men's circle, it's like, you wouldn't assume that these people are like that just by the way you look at them. Yeah. But yet, you know, we're playing that algorithm day in, day out with, like, assuming things about people, like, oh, they look this way, so they must be into this sort of thing, or that sort of thing. It's like, everyone's super fucking nuanced. Everyone's super fucking complicated. And a lot more people are trying to figure themselves out yeah. than maybe I would have known, right? Like, I, 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 for many years, when you're like, ah, fuck, I'm trying to figure shit out, and I'm trying to, like, in, inundating myself with so much personal development material, um, and then wanting that with other people, wanting to, like, bond around that with other people, and not really finding it. And so, then lone wolfing it, right? Yeah. Um, but this has been so much of what I needed, so I, I just want to thank you again for getting this thing going because it's like you have this vision it's affecting other people yeah like and that comes from you stepping into the shit you know you want to do and despite the thing of like oh I don't want the ego aspect to it I don't want the other things it's like 
certain people are going to see that. Certain people are going to put that onto it. And that's their own shit. It's like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. It's like you're coming to a circle, you're leading all of us, you're facilitating. You're, are you coming up with like the, the themes and the questions, or are you collaborating with other people? Um, I think I... How can I say? I, I overall... Kind of weird, but maybe it isn't weird. Like I feel like I create a vision for how a circle will look. Okay. I don't know all the, all the ins and outs, but pretty much I was like, like I picked you and Kendall. I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> Drawn to these two guys. They're gonna be my co-facilitators. <clears throat> They're gonna be the medicine. I don't know how it's gonna look, and I'm going to like guide them <clears throat> to bring whatever medicine that wants to come out. Yeah. And help them bring it the best they can. Because that's what. The, I like that you bring that point because, like, that's that's, and that, that that also ties into a really core thing with this whole podcast. Yeah, like we all have a lot more to learn from each other than we know. Mm. Like we all have people we look up to. There's people online, content creators, influencers, yeah. whomever, people on TV, whatever the fuck you pay attention to. Yeah. Like you admire them. Why? Because they have a lot of attributes and character traits that you want for yourself, and that bring people together. Hopefully, there's yeah. a lot of division-oriented people. Yeah. But let's let's focus on the the, the people you're trying to unify. Yeah. Um, in daily life, mm-hmm. there's a lot more of those people too. Mm-hmm. And we all have such, again, going back to how nuanced and complex we are, just as nuanced and complex as these people we all pay attention to, there's so much to learn. And there is a certain medicine that can be drawn out from a person to share with other people. Mm-hmm. Right? And yes. especially through their passions and especially through the things that have been so impactful for them. It's mm-hmm. like we only have so much time in the day to research X, Y, and Z, this modality, this technique, this healing thing. This uh, this exercise, this question set, like the world's a big place. Mm-hmm. But if like people come to a circle and just share, okay, this like out of a bunch of things I've tried, out of a bunch of things that have spoke to me or called to me, this is what's been really influential. Yeah, and then to share that, it's like it's all, you're sharing a part of yourself. You're also sharing, in many ways, parts of the people you're interacting with that they didn't, that they weren't even aware of. Right, like you're sharing parts of themselves with themselves. Um, that's rad. No, totally. Rad. I, I think that at, at the end of the day, I want to be a guide for people. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I see the potential in every man. Mm-hmm. I mean, some men are harder than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I see the potential and I see something there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's, I don't know, I, I want to say I do that. There's something automatically that I do it well. Mm-hmm. Where I see something in someone, and I'm like, I don't want to be a Chris Grimes show here, where mm-hmm. I'm I'm the one bringing the medicine. Yeah, I don't mind bringing the medicine here and there, but I want to bring others in the fold because I want because at the end of the day, I want brothers. Yeah, I want a community. Yeah, you don't want sons. Yeah, I want men alongside me. Mm-hmm. Like in my in my as a, as a child. Yeah. My dream was always a band of brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one of the one of the, my one of the stories as a kid that I loved yeah, was, yeah. was David, David and Goliath. Yeah. David and Goliath yeah. story that people already know. Mm-hmm. Um, David became a king, but there was a time where he uh, he was basically running away from King Saul and basically an outcast. Okay. And these band of warriors mm-hmm. came like, came alongside of him, mm-hmm. and they called them the Mighty Men of uh, Valor or something like that. And they were his mighty men. And there was like 10 or 12 of them. And I just remember reading that story and I was like, 
fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> there was these guys with them. They were also badass men yeah. that talked about stories with like they, like they killed, like one man killed a hundred uh, people with a spear. But it was like all these guys had these epic stories yeah, yeah. of battle, and they all were with him. Like somehow these mighty guys who probably could have done lead men themselves mm-hmm. were with David. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, that's what I want. I want fucking brothers with me doing the work and bringing this medicine yeah. to the community, I don't want me to do it. Yeah. Well, because you can't do it. I can't do, it, can't do it. But I don't want to do it either. Like, there's a sense where I just want to be in this, like, community. Of, but, like, I, like, I, like, that's why I created the, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. nine, nine of you guys to, like, hey, we're going to be the Tucson councilmen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we're going to, like, we're going to, I want you guys, I want to see what you guys can bring what medicine mm-hmm. is and we're going to do Together. Because that right there, I think, when when brothers who come into our circle see already a brotherhood of men doing it, yeah. they're like, we're not just talking about it, it's already happening. Yeah. And then we're just, whoosh, the energy's flowing out. Mm-hmm. And then the, it's all coming together. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the whole, like, we talked earlier about, like, getting your people around a certain set of beliefs or certain set of exercises mm-hmm. or whatever you whatever have Um um getting a group of people together and then like the the mob mentality Mm. right like that effect is almost happening to an extent except it's happening in a positive feedback loop because these guys are entering into the men's circle Uh from everyday society yeah and like how men are supposed to act Mm. how men are supposed to be what they're not supposed to be and then seeing all these other guys like knock all of that out of the window. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know what? Part of me actually does feel like this, this, and this, <laughs> like these guys. Yeah. And I kind of feel like shit holding it back mm-hmm. or taking it on other people. And so if they can do this and still support each other and yeah. maybe they're ostracized to some extent by some people or not, mm-hmm. who gives a fuck? <laughs> like yeah. if you want to find the people you resonate with and who support you, you have to stand for what you are. Like, you have to, you have to be and live the lifestyle that those people would also be involved with. Yes. Um, off that, though, the cool thing about this is that we all have many very different lifestyles, mm-hmm. and yet with that core intention of just supporting one another within it. Yeah. So, it may even go deeper than that in aspect, but uh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. What I'm wondering is, co-ed, I mean, because... And this is maybe my own lack of. Mm-hmm. I think there is something that only men can would can confer onto other men. I think there is something to be yeah. said for this space of like um, men coming together and women coming together, or other groups coming together yeah. around that identity and that shared experience. But what I'm also wondering is, just like we set up a container over here and a structure mm-hmm. over here, can we also do that in even a more unifying way? Because not that this is like division by having this other yeah. thing, but that's one thing I'm becoming curious about. It's like a co-ed thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I know obviously I know it's possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and me and Mariah have, have talked about it. We've had yeah. discussions about it. I, I think because I don't know two other people who would be better fit for it, right? I know like, it, it's it's so true. I think the hard part is. And this is where Mariah, we, we're both strong leaders, and 
we have both like strong visions for things. Mm-hmm. And bringing sides of vision together is very. I don't know. I, 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 I for, my, for myself, I think I get like. I I feel like my ego gets it into where it's like, wait a minute, it's mainly it's really just your vision. Okay, I'm not gonna be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. There's a sense where I feel like I, I will go off the way. Maybe maybe I just need to like surrender a little bit to it. I don't know. Or maybe, yeah, maybe um, try it. Or or maybe we both need to come to an, a sense of like trust within mm-hmm. this and saying, Okay, I, I trust you and you trust me and like let's not judge each other in our visions, mm-hmm. but like let's try to come together mm-hmm. in some way. I mean because because if, yeah. if it was tried, yeah. what would probably happen is something different than both, than both of your vision. Like, there probably be aspects of both, but it's also going to manifest until it's going to manifest. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, and that's the thing, I don't know, right now, I think we haven't come to a place of, of it yet. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Totally. Um, I think right now, I'm, I mean, I've only been doing the med cycle since November, yeah, 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 yeah. so I feel like right now, I, I'm trying to create this brotherhood and... Yeah, to get them more yeah. established and make that mean something before I, I jump into um, that. But I can't say already as I, I'm getting asked to do certain things in the okay. future in okay. Tucson, and where I'm just like, well, I don't even know if I'm like, ready for that, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, but I, I know it's going to happen, you know, whether whether I want it or not. So it's it's trying to find. There's times where I think I'm going to have to learn to say no. Yeah, certainly. because it's not the right time. Yeah, um, but I know eventually it's going to come. It's going to go there. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to. Mm-hmm. Or we're not evolving. Yeah, as a community. Yeah. No, I, I I totally agree with like this is. It's something that's growing. Mm-hmm. It still needs tending. It's not. I don't think it's at the place where it's like self-sustaining on its own. That, that's yeah. also part of like why we've come together and why we've said, okay, what can we all contribute to make this even a more broader thing to expand mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about the vision. I'm pumped about what we shared in the tent. Uh-huh. Um, segwaying a little bit back to masculinity as a whole. Yeah. I mean, so there's, there's this leadership component that I think all of us, right, like, as you shared, like, it can be difficult to just step in and to set other aspects aside to just see what happens and to actually, it's just as straightforward as going for what the fuck you want to go for. Yeah. And just taking the initiative and staying in your lane, and then if other people want to join in that lane, because mm. there's probably more fuckers who want to join that lane than you, than you know, like, yeah. And then just going for it, but in a lot of ways, that's also seen as a very masculine trait by the standard culture. So there's there's a lot of overlap between the standard narrative that we can call of like what I'd say toxic masculinity, yeah. and then the healthy masculinity. So what I'm wondering a bit is like how. How do we distinguish between those two sides, between that Venn diagram? That Venn diagram? Mm-hmm. Like, as a man, yeah. I guess, I guess one, one way to pose this question is, what does it mean to be a man? Yeah, so, funny you asked. I had a conversation with the guy yesterday about okay, okay. <laughs> somehow, I, he, he, I think he confused about something and thought I went to AA. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so he asked me if he knew Bill, I guess oh, yeah, the founder, yeah, yeah. and I was like, wait, what? Like, who's Bill? And he was like, oh, I thought, never mind. And so then we were talking for something, and somehow I came out that I led circles. And then he was like, what is that? What is healthy masculinity? Yeah, yeah. What does it mean to be a man? And, I mean, these are questions that I'm like, I don't really have the perfect answer for. Yeah, them, and then, you know? The, the, I, you know, 
none of us have a complete answer for yeah. a big question like that, but we have our perspective and we have everything we can offer and then we can yeah. put it together to try to get a and so picture. What I what I shared was I think like us as, as a group in Tucson, yeah. right? We're trying to discover what that looks like, okay? Mm-hmm. Like we were in a tent, right? And we discovered how deep brotherly love can go yeah. within a group. And we're like, oh, I guess this is what this is. <laughs> like, this yeah. is what healthy masculinity is, yeah. you know? So, or it's, it's just this, like, we're on a journey to discover what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I met a lot of men within Convergence that were from different countries or cult, like, mm-hmm. brought different cultures. And, like, they brought different medicine mm-hmm. that I would never experience if it wasn't around them. And mm-hmm. they're like, hey, this is something from my country. They would have us participate, and yeah. we're like, "Whoa, this is powerful!" Mm-hmm. And this was a, a part of masculinity that I've never seen. Yeah. So I think it is a constant journey of being around more men who can bring, like we're talking about, yeah. every man can bring medicine, right? Yeah. So it's like we keep building off of this. Mm-hmm. We will. We will find out what it is. It's just truly seeing each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Truly being seen for who we are, mm-hmm. witnessing it, and being witnessed, mm-hmm. I think that maybe, maybe that's what it is. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I think within that also this, this idea of allowing the full spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like this whole concept that you shouldn't cry. Crying is bad. Yeah. Um, crying is like taking a good shit. <laughs> like it feels really fucking yeah. good. And sometimes you just need it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's like the still thing that guys get hung up on a lot. And even walking in public, like I was... I was going to the studio, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and I was walking, and I, uh, I was listening to a song, and I was like recollecting about my parents. And I used to actually have this practice. There was one summer, like, uh, I was like 19, I was landscaping. Yeah. But before, like, I woke up early every morning. Uh, this was my first full-time job. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up early every morning, and I'd like clean the house, I'd lift weights, I'd do some meditation, I'd do mm-hmm. a couple other things. But then I intentionally had a practice for like 10 minutes where I turn on some of the tenderest fucking music <laughs> I can find. I, there's like some really beautiful Icelandic composers that I enjoy. Yeah. And uh, I literally just held a picture of my parents and I just mm. thought about my relationship to them. I thought all about everything they've done for me, yeah. all the beautiful things, all the hard things, all the challenging things. And just a practice of like crying every fucking time. Yeah. It's like, I appreciate these people. Totally. Especially, especially for me as like an only child, like these, these are my two people. <laughs> like, this was my model growing up. These yeah. are, these are my two people, and so actually having a practice around that, it's like, what is that? That's gratitude. Yeah. Is mas is gratitude not masculine? Mm-hmm. Or tears of gratitude not masculine? It's like that's total horseshit. Yeah. That's total horseshit. And anyone who's like actually fulfilled, whether it be man or woman or whatever, would admit that. For sure. It's still a thing within this culture. Well, there was definitely you me the discipline part of of disciplining yourself to, to yeah. tap into it. Yeah. So that is a masculine trait. Yeah. Like the the. the, yeah. the the pointed, uh-huh. direct, the focus to, to yeah. go towards it. Yeah, um, I think it's there's a sense like when we were taking when we were doing hape, you know, yeah, yeah. the plant medicine. It's like part of it. Like there's both a masculine and feminine like attributes within it. Yeah, we're like you get it and you're like, fuck, this is like so uncomfortable <laughs> and like it's like I got smacked in the face mm-hmm. and then it's, it's like the brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also in, like that motherly like love. And Race, yeah, feel it. Yeah, like everyone just hugging. Like, <laughs> Goddamn, this is too cool. Too yeah, yeah. No, it was. Um, yeah. We need more of that. Yeah, we need more. Like, that's another thing. Men touching other men, platonically. 
Oh, yeah. Ooh, taboo. <laughs> I mean, just hugging, but that's, that's a, the sports thing, just tackling, but, like, to actually, like, hug, mm-hmm. dare I say, cuddle, like, <laughs> like, this shit is foreign to a lot of people, yeah. and yet, like, one of the things that I think that's increasingly a problem is, mm. I mean, I probably don't have to hash out the fact that everyone, or there's this increasing trend within our society, yeah. people are more and more lonely, mm. right? Like, we have the social media to connect with one another. People are right fucking in front of us. And yet we feel very lonely. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't say we. I mean, I, I relate to that experience, and I also think a lot of people in the society relate to that. I think that's where a lot of this depression comes from, is this lack of connection. Yeah. But um, one thing that's so fundamentally important is physical touch. I agree. And, yeah, like from an intimate partner, there's that. But also just other people. Like, we're these meat puppets walking around. <laughs> like, 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 there are certain biological things that come along with it, and it's there's just so many little things like that, like the crying, like with the, the platonic touching, the just embrace mm. of other people, dude. And it's like we we just more and more barriers of like, oh, because I'm a man, because you're a man, we can't have that. That yeah. says something about our status as individuals, mm. about our worth as individuals, as our place in society. And it's like, yeah. no, that's a fucking faked wall that's been erected there, that's been put there to keep you from one another, to keep you from connecting, to keep you from being happy, so then you can keep looking at things externally for your happiness. And maybe that wasn't intentionally driven. I think that was probably just the momentum of what we got going on here as a species. But (laughs) but it's, um, yeah, I mean, that's what gets me so excited about this work, is because there's just people coming in, it's like, let's just see one another. Let's just understand one another. Let's just hear and accept. So this is this is what I love about what we're doing right now in Tucson. So like, Sacred Sons is, is doing some really incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah. And I'm all about it. And I, and I think they're using social media to really get mm-hmm. men to get out of that screen yeah. and actually interact. Okay. And I think so. What I'm I'm doing is like, okay, I want to create that in my city. And I know they're doing a lot of online stuff for for men can like do some online calls with a group of people doing mm-hmm. stuff and you're interacting with human beings it's great mm-hmm. but like that physical touch right yeah that's what we need in the room present and so for me yeah. like even though I, I like our chat room or a little chat thing we're doing yeah like we're, there's a lot of like so much good happening yeah, yeah. and people are reaching out i love that it's like it's just another thing that pops up yeah the day. it's like oh yeah that's happening <laughs> <laughs> and, and like people are reaching out and there's like calls but like at the end of the day like i'm i'm trying to create a brotherhood where it's like, there's that physical touch interaction. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's so healing. Yeah. And like you said, we're, we're not experiencing that physical touch. Mm-hmm. But we all desperately want it. Yeah. We all right, it doesn't have to be physical touch. Like, let's just bring it to the eyes. Like, one, too. Of, one of the things we yeah. do in the circle is just like straight eye gazing. Yeah. For 10, 20 minutes is like, that for me at least, is like such an internally confrontational practice. And I'm like wondering why the whole time. It's like, well, what is this anxiety of like looking another human being in the eye? Yeah. It's because like we consider ourselves men and we consider like what it means to be a man and that mm-hmm. doing so would actually be a sign of aggression or a sign of confrontation yeah. or like, because if you do that with an intimate partner of the opposite sex or just however mm-hmm. you sexually relate, like you don't have that hesitation. I mean, it's a very intimate practice to begin with. There's a lot of vulnerability just in staring in the eyes. Yeah. But It's just another fucking thing. <laughs> it's like we it lack the, we lack the touch. We lack yeah. the eyesight. We lack just 
seeing, hearing, feeling, and understanding. Yeah. I, I, guess what I, I guess what I was trying to bring about was, like, yeah. the physical touch, man. Me, personally, I've had so many powerful healing experiences because of physical touch. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's, I, we'll talk about the Bible again. Yeah, Jesus healed people yeah. with physical touch, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Man, just physical touch in itself yeah. is so healing. Yeah. Because it has to be supernatural. Maybe it is supernatural, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I want to think. I want to throw it's like, regardless of what you think about the Bible or Jesus, it's like putting your hand on someone and healing them means so many different things. Yeah. It can, you know, maybe it means like legit, like you healed this physical wound, like that's yeah. But yeah. It can also mean like you felt them. Yeah. You understood them. You acknowledged them. Uh huh. And that, I mean, in a lot of ways, that is the biggest healing potential. Mm-hmm. It's like the suffering is primarily psychological feature yeah like there, there's pain and then there's suffering mm-hmm. um i forget like my uh i work with a guy in the research lab um a meditation instructor yeah i think okay. he has the saying it's like suffering is um pain times resistance okay and so the, the more resistance you have the more psychological resistance you bring into this thing is like suffering is exponential mm-hmm. um i'm trying to figure out where i was wrapping that around again. <laughs> but regardless like um yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I mean, no, I, I'm totally agree with you. Yeah. And all, and all this that we're talking about, like, there's... Oh, yeah, like the, the physical... Jesus and the physical touch. Yeah, like, yeah, physical yeah, touch. yeah, yeah. It's like the physical presence of people coming together. Like, I, I guess Sigurdsson is doing a great thing to where everyone's noticing it, and so everyone's like, we want this work. Um, and I feel strongly as a facilitator coming out of that, that... Now that I'm in Tucson, like even though I want to do, I want to devote my time to a lot of things, right now my time is focused on Tucson because physically, people need to be touched. Yeah, and and they healed. can be. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they can yeah, yeah. be because they're in my town. I can yeah. I can literally like go to like my <laughs> brother's house and like just give him a hug. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Possible. Yeah, and we, we see it. We yeah, have evidence. That yeah, it's possible and, that this works. And 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 so I'm trying to focus there. And there's, I want. I'm also planning. I want to do more stuff eventually with whatever other things are doing. But right now I'm trying to establish this thing because I really think we can do some amazing stuff within mm-hmm. the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think it's a good place to wrap it up. All right. <laughs> I, want to, I want to thank you again, Chris. Oh my goodness. I appreciate yeah. you so dearly. I'm so grateful. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for Thank you. getting it started. It's um, in the context of work I've been doing um, with certain mentors and certain people I look up to and interact with. Mm-hmm. There's been this need and this feature of like I got to connect with people in person yeah. and with other men, especially with this aspect of healing masculinity. And this has been, like I said, sort of just exactly what I needed in so many ways. And I'm just excited to see how the fuck it transpires and how it's going to transpire into all the ways we really have no way of anticipating. Yeah. I just think that's so cool. And, um, yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Dude, we're bringing it. Bringing it. 2020. 2020. <laughs> <laughs>
for him and his presence and what he's bringing to Tucson, where he and I <laughs> are at. And I'm impressed with his dedication and the attitude he brings, the enthusiasm, and really the focus on community building. I think he sort of talked about that towards the beginning with his affinity for cities and the opportunities they afford for the connection amongst the people. Uh, but if you're digging on him, you can find him at, at Mr. Chris Grimes on Instagram. Posts a lot about the men's work, about the circles. And if you're in town, if you're in Tucson, Arizona, interested in any of this shit, hit me up, hit him up. Uh, you can find me at everything and all on Instagram, everything and all on Facebook, everything and all on the music platforms you enjoy. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Peace.